Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Welcome to the Weekly Warrior Podcast, where we are forging genuine human connection through fitness, health, mindset, and nutrition. Let's get to the show with your hosts, Jared Bradford, Connor Edelbrock, and Corey Mueller. So we started talking about this because... I mean, we're all kind of into hiking. Corey and I went camping recently. We didn't hike because we didn't have time, uh-huh. but we did a quick camping trip. But we we talked about doing more hiking. Yeah. How was camping? Camping was really nice. We went up to Leelanau State Park. So it's at the very tip of the peninsula. Mm-hmm. It was It was beautiful. There's a lighthouse up there. It's right along the water. It's very rustic camping. Yeah. So there's not, no one's up there with those big RVs. Everyone's tent camping and car camping. Yeah. And there's lots of people with dogs and it was just, it was really peaceful. Yeah. Nice and quiet, huh? It's good to detach. yeah. Yeah. It just felt, it felt really, really soul feeding. Yeah, I love that. I need to get some of that. Yeah. Yep. And we loved, I love seeing everyone else's camping setups. And yeah, like their we, tents and their, their way they set up everything and lights and whatever. Yes. Yeah. And there's, you know, you do you guys have a car top set up? Uh, like a rooftop tent? Yeah. Yes, we do. Yeah, I really like that. There was one or two people that had a rooftop set up, which mm-hmm. was cool. But yeah, I, I just I like seeing other people set up. We have we have a small two person tent, which worked great for what we mm-hmm. were using it for. But I was thinking if we did kind of some extended trips, we might want to get something else. Yeah, I mean, any yeah, like the the tent you guys have is great for backpacking and hiking because it's lightweight and yeah. really you just you just need it to sleep in, right? Um, but yeah, to have a little more comfort when you're actually at a campground is is pretty cool too. Yeah, so yeah. that was sweet. Cool. Yeah. So, but yeah, anyway, we're thinking about, again, doing more camping and taking longer hiking excursions. And so Mm -hmm. you and I kind of started talking about, well, (laughs) I mean, there's a lot of muscles that go into hiking and it can help to actually train a little bit Mm -hmm. before attempting some of these longer hikes. So you're not miserable and uncomfortable and they're not painful. Yeah, totally. Um, let me ask you this on any of your hikes that you've done, where, where have you been like the most uncomfortable? Um, my ankles for sure are the first thing to get really, really uncomfortable. Um, I remember we did clouds rest in Yosemite and it was a 14 mile. It was, we just did a day hike. So Mm -hmm. seven out, seven back and the way back, like was a real, real big struggle. Mm -hmm. Um, just because of my, 
my ankles were just so sore. And then that like worked its way up the chain. And then I, like my knees got really sore. And uh, yeah, that was probably the most difficult hike due to fatigue slash just soreness. How long was that hike? 15? Um, it was just over 14, 14, 14. Okay. something, you know? Yeah, that's long. Yeah. It's beautiful, Let, but long. Yeah. Oh, let's do this. Let's do, I'll throw out a muscle. We'll do bottom up. We'll work okay. up the chain then. How's that sound? Sounds great. Okay. So let's start with ankles. Yeah. Since ankle pain is kind of a common hiking ailment, mm-hmm. what, what exercises would you recommend for ankles? I think, um, I think the first thing you should look at is just getting good foot and ankle support. So, I mean, it's not, that's not, not an exercise, but, um, when I was having those issues, I didn't have a high top boot. Um, oh. and I think that's the way I would go is to get more of like uh, a mid cut or a, a higher cut boot rather than a low ankle cut, um, just for more support of your ankles and then get a nice cushiony insole. Like, um, I don't know. Dr. Scholl's is like the big one, but those mm-hmm. kind of run out after if you do any decent hiking, I mean, those only be good for probably like 20 miles. Oh, they're they, not they, last. Yeah. They wear out so fast. There's a reason they're cheap and accessible. Mm-hmm. They feel good the first couple of times and then they're just flat. So that would be the first thing I would go into. Um, but if you actually deal with like, uh, ankle pain, uh, beyond that, um, I mean, there's, uh, tons of different ankle, um, balance and stability things you can do that really, really fire up your ankles. So like doing, (laughs) it sounds so, this is like a PT side of it, but like a single leg balance on foam for 30 to 60 seconds, um, is just like the beginning stages. Right. So that really, really fires up your ankle and the bottom of your foot, especially, but then you can add things to that as well. So you can balance on a single leg with some foam and then, um, start moving, hold a, like a medicine ball and push out to the side and push out in front of you and just get your center of gravity, your center of mass distributed differently. So your ankle has to react, um, and work harder while you're pressing that ball out oh, either to good. your left center or right. So, um, as like a rehab thing, that's the what direction I would go. Um, mm-hmm. but a lot of it has to do with your gear, just the day of too, and being comfortable. Cause I remember I was so sore because I wore like old hiking shoes that were low cut, mm-hmm. that just, just weren't very appropriate. So that would be the first thing I would look at. I like that a lot. I'm thinking, I don't, I think it depends on the gym if they would provide those. I know exactly what you're talking about with the mm-hmm. foam, um, if your gym doesn't have foam, is there something else that most gyms would have that you could use to do something similar? Hmm. I think another good one away from the single leg balance, just to strengthen the ankles up would be every gym should have some sort of bands. And if they don't have bands, then, um, they're super cheap and accessible to get, but you, yeah. you, you would loop up a band around, um, an anchor point, either a rig or something like that. And you would just go in different directions of your ankle. So you would go um, dorsiflexion, which is pulling your toe up towards you. right? So you would do 20, 30 reps there. You do plantar flexion, which is pushing your toe away from you. Mm-hmm. Like heel raises, but you're, you're sitting down right now, right? In this um, scenario. So you're pushing mm-hmm. away against the band. And then you would do um, inversion, which is like if you're looking at your right foot, it'd be like turning your foot inward. Oh, yep, yep. E e version, which is turning your foot outward. 
you do 20 to 30 of those against the banded resistance, um, two to three sets. And that will, that'll get, um, a lot of muscular endurance and strength going in your ankle too. Oh, I like that. We, we have bands, but our gym has bands too. Yeah. What about would like, I don't know if most gyms have this. Our gym has a BOSU ball, like the, the half, mm-hmm. yeah. the half stability ball with the platform. Yeah. That's great too. I'm thinking that, that might work too. Yeah. I mean, you could do tons of stuff with that for your ankle too. Then at some point you're going to, if you're just focusing on the ankle, um, you're a little bit limited. Like you could talk about heel raises and heel raises with like holding dumbbells um, are great. But then you consider a BOSU ball and there's a lot of stuff you can do there too. Like single leg balance on the squishy side or single leg balance on the flat side. Oh, yep. Um, yeah. Or you could do lunges to the squishy side. Um, you could do like you'd step up on the squishy side, do a lunge. Your ankle has to stabilize and support. Mm-hmm. Um, or I mean, you could do BOSU squats are good too, honestly, for ankle stability. If you the options that, are endless. There's like a lot of stability. When you think about the ankle, you're just considering a lot of stability as well. Yeah. Um, because I mean, you're stepping over rocks and over things and, and uneven terrain. So you want a lot of stability. So that would be the direction I would go. I like that. Okay. So ankles, we got high top boots, mm-hmm. some really good quality insoles, and then a lot of balance and stability using maybe a piece of foam um, or a BOSU ball or getting yourself some bands. Yeah. Um, anything else with the ankles? Not off the top of my head. I think, okay. uh, yeah, I think we're ready. Okay. Let's, let's we'll work up, we'll work up the chain. Yeah. Let's see. Let's hit, let's hit the calves next. I feel like the okay. calves are a big one. Okay. So strengthening the calves. Yeah. Like how would, if my calves are taking just a beating on these hikes, mm-hmm. how can I work on my calves? Um, either strengthening or maybe even just relieving some of the pain that I'm getting in my calves. Yeah. Yeah. That goes hand in hand. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you think consider foam rolling, um, it is a good choice. Oh yeah. Uh, um, but a lot of the pain you experience too could be, could be attributed to weakness. So we kind of go back to what we do with the ankle because all the calf muscles cross the ankle joint. So anything you do in the ankle is going to affect your calf, whether it's dorsiflexion or plantar flexion or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, I would, I would go back to like heel raises, um, and then doing large sets, like 30, 40, 50 reps of heel raises, and you can add uh, weight to it. So you can hold dumbbells or you can put a barbell in the front rack and just do heel raises. Um, I think those are great. And then you consider, um, jumping rope. So oh, like, yeah. and, and CrossFit, like, uh, we do AMRAPs of like, you know, whatever, 30 double unders, 50 air squats. And, you know, the list is endless of what you could do with jump rope. Yeah. I mean, if, if you're not into the cross training like that, you could easily do um, just a minute of jumping rope and resting a minute and do five mm-hmm. rounds of that um, just to build up some endurance and, and strength through through your ankle and your calves. I mean, that's going to get a lot of muscular endurance um, with, with jumping rope. Um, so I think... I think hammering um, the strength side with heel raises and then some of the muscular endurance with uh, jumping rope is good. And then, of course, uh, foam rolling and you get a lacrosse ball and you can get really specific. So if you get a lacrosse ball and you're like um, doing like long sitting on the ground, so on your butt Mm -hmm. with your feet out in front of you, put a lacrosse ball under your calf and then kind of work your that ball up and down the meat of that muscle. And then if you find a spot, just 
move your ankle in every single direction that you can imagine. So up and down, circles, clockwise, counterclockwise, anything you can do, and then kind of move to the next spot and do the same thing, move that ankle around. Um, so that that's how I would attack the calves. God, and I, I, I get, um, sorry, I get like really bad shin splints too. So oh, um, yep. you have your calf muscle, right? Um, and then you have those muscles in the front. Um, and it would just go back to like, if you kind of have shin splints, it would go back to strengthening that area actually. Um, so it's not just smashing that area out. It feels like it gets tight, but it's actually just really, really full of blood because it's, it's working way too hard. Um, so it would go back to like the banded ankle exercises, pulling towards you, um, inversion, eversion and, and plantar flexion are the, really going to help you. Yeah. I'm glad you mentioned shin splints. I've, I've worked with a few people where, I don't know how to say this. Shin splints almost is their loophole out of something. Yeah, totally. So instead of addressing the pain, it's, oh, I get shin splints, so I can't do X, Y, and Z. I can't run. I can't mm-hmm. jump. I can't walk long distances because I get shin splints. It's like, well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, you don't want to like have a victim mindset, right? You don't yeah. want to be, that sucks. I will say shin splints of, I've had like low back issues and I would say shin splints are incredibly like terrible, hard to get through. It's, you know, it's really tough, but yeah, you don't want to have a victim mindset. So, um, I mean, today we did, um, a mile and a half partner run, um, where we just ran together with a med ball Mm. and we did it, but like, I could tell 800 meters in, like my shins were starting to get really full. Mm -hmm. Um, and like, you just kind of forced to slow down. They're pretty debilitating. So I can get why people want to avoid them, but yeah, it's not. And I did the same thing, but it's not something that like they're, they're fixable, you know, just like everything else, your body can adapt if you do the right things. Um, so you don't want to have a victim mindset about it. Yeah. I like, I'm glad you mentioned that. Um, anything else with the calves or the shins? No, I think, I think that's good. Okay. Let's see. Let's work up the leg. What about, I'm thinking, and we might couple a few things together. I'm thinking when you hike, um, knee pain is probably an issue. Mm, Yeah. And I'm wondering if that's also probably connected to kind of like quads and hamstrings. What do you think? Yeah, totally. I mean, yeah. If you think about the knee, any joint like ankle joint or, or knee joint or anything like that, you're considering all the muscles that cross that joint. So hamstrings, quads, uh, adductors, the muscles on the inside of your leg mm. and the IT band. So anything that crosses that joint to help stabilize and move it, those muscles are going to affect you know that joint. Um, so I actually like have treated quite a few hikers that come in with knee pain and it's always in the front, like their quad tendon, like right below mm-hmm. their, their pipsala, their, yes. their kneecap. It's That's right below it. there. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think an easy, um, an easy reasoning for that pain is really tight quad muscles. Um, the, the body's kind of funny. There's always a balance. So wherever there's something really tight, there's usually something that's really weak opposite of it. So if you have really, really tight quads, um, more than likely you have some really weak hamstrings mm-hmm. and glutes um, and adductors. So um, if we're talking about um, quads and hamstrings, that's where I would look for. So a lot of us are quad dominant. Our hamstrings tend to be turned off because we sit so much, whether we're in a car or at a uh, desk. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, there's <laughs> going to like strengthening the hamstrings. There's endless things. 
Um, you can look at the deadlift, first of all. You can, um, uh, I mean, banded hamstring curls, right? So you're setting an anchor up the band mm-hmm. at a low point and I like put it behind your heel while you're laying on your stomach and just cranking out, you know, 50, 60, 70, 80 reps and mm-hmm. then switching legs. Um, we, we, last time we talked, we talked about, uh, glute bridges, um, whether it be single leg with a barbell, anything like that are going to really, really strengthen your hamstrings and your glutes. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, that's where I would go. And then you still want to train the quads, just be mindful of, of foam rolling, especially and avoiding those aggravating things. So if, you know, anything hurts the front of that knee, um, you just lay off of it. And more than likely the thing that's going to hurt it is, is squatting or lunging or, long distance walking, things like that, that put a lot of pressure on that quad tendon. So it would just be strengthening hamstrings mostly. I like that. Um, we did those barbell glute bridges today. Yeah. Um, Corey and I did as part of, cause you're programming for him. Yeah. And it was just, I think it was, you had programmed three sets of 20. So it was a lot of volume and it mm-hmm. was, it really, it really did the trick. <laughs> <laughs> it gets the butt going. Yes, it really I remember, does. I remember training with you in, I think at one point, programming at, at Worthy called for um, like the partner oh, no. hamstring. What are they called? The Nordic curls, I think. Um, yeah. Uh, you like hold the remember. back of, you hold the back of your partner's yes. shins. They're on their knees. And then like you fold forward at the knee. Yeah. Keep your hip straight. And then like every single time your hamstrings would cramp after like one. So rep. bad. Yeah. Uh, it was so bad. I, yeah. re- I remember those. It's, yeah. it's one of those exercises. Unfortunately, I avoid doing them mm-hmm. because they're so hard for me and it really highlights a weakness that I have. <laughs> it's your shin splints. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it's my <laughs> shin splints. Yeah. That's so true. But yeah, man, those are, those are tough. Those really light yeah. me up. Yeah. Um, let's see. Oh, I wanted to ask you, cause you mentioned adductors. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, I know I have weak adductors. What is, what is your kind of like top one or two favorite exercises for that? Yep. Deep squats are the number one thing. Ooh. So below, below parallel back squats. Um, there was a really cool study. I remember it just, I kept this one in my mind because it's really like pertained to what I, we do, mm-hmm. um, that they it compared partial squats to full depth squat. Um, and the partial squat, obviously you could load more, get more intensity, um, and get a lot of, a lot of quad activation, mm-hmm. but the full depth squat below parallel increased your adductor muscle usage by like X amount of percentage. I don't remember the percent, but I remember it was, it was enough to be like, that is a clear indication that full depth squat really target the adductors more. And it's off of, you know, personal experience. When we, I first started training CrossFit, I was training for rugby and we started doing full depth squats. Jeremy made us go all the way down, mm-hmm. all the way up doing back squats, thrusters, just a shit ton of volume. I mean, it wasn't my quads grew, but like the biggest thing I remember growing was the inside of my upper leg was just wow. fucking jacked <laughs> and like pants did not fit. It wasn't my quads. It was my adductors. Like it's crazy. So personal experience knowing that like, yeah, that's, that's it. Um, so that's honestly the top one. And nice. you, can, you can go into isolation movements, I guess, but any compound joint movement is going to be better. I like that. Yeah. Um, okay. Anything else pertaining to the knee or 
hamstrings, glutes, quads. I think when we were forming this episode, the biggest one that I would suggest, like the, it's very low barrier to entry and I would do it before anybody goes out anywhere on any trail would be, um, and I have you guys do it like almost every day is banded sidesteps. Um, yes. just to oh, get the glutes great. going. Yeah. Just yeah. like immediately we'll fire up your glutes and get you ready to go. I mean, those I mean your, your butt is everything. So yes, you yeah, gotta your get butt that ready. Is everything. Yes. 100%. I like that too. Um, okay. Yeah. Let's see. Working up the chain. I'm thinking of going on hikes. Um, a lot of back pain, especially mm. if you're carrying backpacks yeah. while you're hiking. I yeah. feel like that's a big one for a lot of hikers. What yeah. would you suggest for that? <sighs> yeah, that's one that hits home because I remember the first overnight trip we did, like my back was, I, we only did like eight miles and then eight miles a second day, which is pretty, it's, it's decent, but not a lot. Mm-hmm. Like my back was so lit up, uh, you know, just like the low back. So, um, I don't know. It's situational, right? If you know it's going to happen and you can train for it, then I would train a shit ton of core. So planks, uh, hollow body holds, dead bug holds, just anything mm-hmm. static holds are going to be really the best thing for you. Um, and you get into more like dynamic movement, like the sit-ups, ab mat sit-ups or GHD sit-ups, anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, those are good too, but it's not really training the deep transverse abdominus muscle. It's more training the, like the show muscles of the core, right? the six pack muscles, um, yeah, which is cool. I mean, but the, the transverse is what you want to get to for all that stabilization and support. So that's going to be planks, dead bugs, hollow body holds, um, you know, side planks, you know what we did today that you programmed What that was so, so challenging. Um, it was Stir the pot. Yes. It was the yeah. plank on the stability ball. And then you do a small circular motion, the stir the pot motion. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God, Corey. So good. <laughs> Corey did it uh, the first round. You had programmed twenty seconds. He did like two circles, and then he kind of like fell to his knees, and he looked <laughs> up at me, and he goes, "He wants me to do twenty seconds of this." <laughs> did you guys I, have a Swiss ball? Yeah, our gym does. Oh, he's a fucking liar. Then I gotta talk to him. <laughs> He like, he put on the notes, like I used a weighted medicine ball. I, I was like, you know okay. the Swiss ball? He did. He, he tried really hard. Um, I gave him that. I said, yeah. well, okay. If this is, if this isn't going to work for you, you could mm-hmm. either just do a regular plank on yeah. the ball. Um, if you wanted to add movement to him, I gave him a medicine ball and he did like standing figure eights. Yeah. That's good. Too. Yeah. Yeah. So I said, that's an option if you want it. Yeah. And so that's what he ended up doing. Uh, yeah, stir the pot is really freaking hard. I remember the <gasps> yes. first time doing it, I couldn't do it either. Um, yeah. But like you do circles on the ball, you can do up and like forward and backwards too, a little mm-hmm. more approachable. Mm-hmm. Um, and that gives me a bunch of good ideas too. Like the pow off presses, banded yeah. pow presses are yeah. so good for anti rotational, which is actually above all probably one of the best things for hiking because the amount of walking you're doing and twisting through your torso that you don't even realize. Um, after miles and miles, that's a lot of sheer force. So being mm-hmm. able to like stabilize through that is, is ultra important too. It's, it's interesting. And I would guess most people that experience back pain don't always think about their core. 
Yeah, I probably think not. Most, I think of, yeah. yeah, I think they just don't think about that. They think of, oh, my my back is just tight or I need to get a massage or I need to go see a chiropractor. They don't think, yeah. oh, I need to strengthen my core. Right. It's, I mean, we tend to think of the issue uh, being exactly where the symptom is. Yes. You know, it's not somewhere totally. else. And that's makes sense, right? I mean, and it makes sense like, if someone doesn't know better, I guess. And I know I don't mm-hmm. do that in like a harsh way, but um, yeah, if my back is tight, there must be something wrong with my back, but I mean, your back is tight because it's actually working way too hard. It's working too good because right. of a weakness somewhere else. Right. Um, and I think as far as back pain, so like I said, it's situational. So if you know, like this is an issue, you can train for it. If, even if you know it's an issue, um, you could still do the stretch I'm going to talk about. But in the moment, if you're having a lot of, issue on the trail and like you just it's like debilitating or it's just bothering you um find somewhere to do a couch stretch so mm. a hip, hip flexor stretches mm-hmm. most of the, a lot of times low back pain isn't um yeah actually your low back it's it's that huge muscle that connects your your femur to your lower spine um so we think about sitting too much and mm-hmm. that muscle um that muscle tightens up chronically so when you go and walk a bunch or you're um you're finally standing up a lot for hours on end. It's going to stay tight and it's going to feel tight and it's actually going to shoot symptoms to your low back. Mm-hmm. So stretching that out will hopefully at least in the moment, relieve that issue. That's a good tip. Just yeah. like in the moment. Oh my God, my back is lit up yeah. and it's, I mean, you're, you're in it. You're on the trail. There's no yeah. turning back. Yeah. No one's coming to save yeah. you. Yeah. Um, Oh, I just thought of another one that I get a lot and it has to do with the back mm-hmm. is, um, in between my shoulder blades. Oh. So high, right smack dab in between my shoulder blades. I mm. get, I get like fiery pain through there. Interesting. Like rhomboids area, like shoulder blade between your spine and shoulder blade. Yes. Mm, yeah. That's like your rhomboid area. Um, what do you do for it? Um, and when does that happen? I, um, really anytime I'm like walking, so I'm like (laughs) upright walking long distances, (laughs) but if I'm carrying, if I'm carrying a pack, I'll feel it up there. Um, and again, I mean, that might go back to a weakness somewhere else, like a weak Mm. core or, but it also could just be, I mean, I work a desk job now and I'm kind of hunched over a computer yeah. most of the day, but I, I do lacrosse ball and I do a lot of, um, banded pull aparts. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Those are a great start, man. That's crazy. I think it could be the pack, um, putting weight. Um, if it is happening when you're wearing a pack, mm-hmm. um, just the weight of the pack could be putting some more pressure on your shoulders. So, um, the pack at its base should sit right on top of your hips. So if it's, oh, if it's actually, right. if it's be. sitting below your hips and it's tight, like around that, like below the iliac crest, like the top mm-hmm. of your hip bone, that could be putting way too much pressure on your shoulders. So if you raise it up, let it just sit on your hips that you're fine. That's way more comfortable. Maybe um, that's it. It's just sitting yeah. wrong. Yeah. Or, um, and you mentioned sitting at a desk job. Yeah. Um, there's a lot like posture is a big thing. Yeah. <laughs> so hours and hours of like tense shoulders where you're kind of shrugging up, you have that trap compensation, upper trap mm-hmm. compensation. 
um, that could be pulling up and tightening things up there, which are shooting some signals down uh, your spine, kind of on the inside of the shoulder blade, um, which we, I see that quite a bit. Yeah, we had, we actually had uh, like an ergonomics expert yeah. talk yeah. to uh, some people that I work with and myself. One of the things that he said is if you're, if you are sitting in a chair, sit all the way back in your chair. So like butt is to the back of the chair and your back is up against the back of the chair. Mm -hmm. And when you sit your computer screen, your arm should be out in front of you with a slight bend in your elbow and your keyboard should be right there at the end of the table. Uh And it was crazy. I know that sounds so simple. I sit forward in my chair and I hunch over yeah. my computer screen and I thought, wow, if I actually <laughs> sat up in my chair and also, I think another thing is my, I use a laptop and so the screen is low. So I'm looking down. So that just adds to the hunch. So really, if I could get a second screen that I can mount at eye level, then I'm looking straight forward Yeah, and I can hold that alignment a lot better. But it's, it sounds simple. I mean, we're talking, I don't know, 30 degrees as far Mm -hmm. as like looking down or looking straight ahead. But if you're working at a desk eight hours a day, it, it really starts to, to mess with your body over time. Yeah, of course. I mean, that's so many hours and you go try to do something athletic or active yeah. and their body's not used to it. It's remembering the thing you've just been doing for the past 40 hours of the, the past eight weeks or whatever, you know? Yeah. It's so much time and yeah. ergonomics are are helpful, but yeah, they're, they're simple and they're like almost robotic, you know, like mm-hmm. who, who sits like that? Yeah. <laughs> like, we were not meant to do this. <laughs> yeah. Like who said, I don't know. It's, yeah. it's useful information. Yeah. yeah you um, gotta find, I would take like bits and pieces from ergonomics and just, you know, not the whole thing. Yeah. Um, okay. So we hit the back. Anything else with the back? I had one more. You had one, like one more body part. Uh, one more. It's not really a body part. It's just when you go on these long hikes, I think, a common challenge that people would experience is just general fatigue. Mm-hmm. Like okay. I'm just really tired. I yeah. don't know if I have the endurance to do this, especially when you're talking about these 14 to 20 mile hikes. Mm-hmm. So what would you recommend for that? Um, before we do that for the back and the core. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Farmers carries. Oh yeah. 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 That's, that's a good one. That's one of my favorite, like hidden kind of, you don't even think that it's your core, but it is. It's awesome. And you're carrying something and like, it, there's nothing more, I don't know, trans, transversible is transversible a word. Um, you're looking it, it, for the tra- word. Um, what word am I looking for? Trans. Oh my gosh. I transmit. Know exactly. Um, Transferable. Transferable. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 There's nothing more transferable because you're carrying a heavy load, either some X amount of distance and it's, it's just great. Um, uh, yeah, that's what I would, the last one I would add into among the stir the pots and everything. Yeah. The farmer's carries. I've had a few of my clients do carries. Yeah. Um, and the first time they do them with me, they almost look at me like, 
wait, you want me to just carry this dumbbell around? <laughs> yeah. Like, and I what? said, yes, I, I do. Yeah. And then usually the further we get into the workout, they're like, oh, yeah, this is hard. <laughs> it's just it's one of those exercises that's kind of deceiving. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It is. And it's it's so good. Like when you actually give them something heavy enough to where yeah. like they they're like comfortable walking it down. They're not like, oh, this is too heavy. But like they're yeah. comfortable like and then they set it down and they're supposed to feel like they could just kind of float away. Like that's the stimulus you're looking for. That's how heavy it should be. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I know. Yeah. That's, it seems so simple, but like, it's, it's, it's a good one. Yeah. I like that. I'm so glad you went back to that one. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's talk about endurance and just kind of hiking fatigue. Yeah. So I, I mean, just hike more. <laughs> yeah. There's plain and simple. You, yeah, you get uh you put all these pieces together that we talked about, but there literally is nothing like the thing than doing the thing. Yeah. You know, it's like it's like if you wanna like if you're a marathon runner, but you wanna become a faster marathon runner, uh run faster. Mm-hmm. Like you train train faster, you know. Um, so just hike more. And get out there more and more, and that, that's how you're gonna get better. Yeah, and I yeah. There's, <laughs> I mean, that is simple yeah. and solid advice. Yeah, just do it more. I mean, you could bike and stuff, and just do like general GPP, like get your heart rate up and stay kind of conditioned. But there's mm-hmm. nothing like actually just getting out there. Yeah, and doing it, do the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, anything else, Bones? This was great. I don't think so. I I always have fun talking about this shit. So kind of gets me jazzed up. I me too. I, absolutely. Yeah. I'm like, man, there's so many things I'm gonna do in the gym now. I know it's so good. And especially I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go deep squat. Yeah, deep squat my adductors. Yeah. <laughs> especially when it's useful for something awesome like hiking and and I don't know. When you're actually training for something and not just going to the gym because you know you need to go to the gym you know yes yeah that always helps yeah um all right bones this was great yeah thanks connor yeah thanks enjoy the rest of your weekend mm-hmm. you too say goodbye to your credit card rewards greedy corporate mega stores led by walmart and target are pushing for a law in congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets the durbin marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it if you love your credit card rewards tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards tell them to oppose the durbin marshall credit card bill